0: I'm assuming you're here because either you or someone you love has been diagnosed with cancer. Whatever your situation, I wish I could sit with you and talk about what's been going on for you and your family to give you love, support, and hope to find out how you've been coping and help you find the kind of support that's right for you. Unfortunately, I can't do that with everyone. So I'm hoping our conversations through each episode helps you in a small way. Thank you for being part of this community. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to another episode of Cancer, The Easy Life. Today's episode is done alongside of Bernie and Robbie, who are the two men that really run Shawnee Foundation. So I really wanted to have a discussion with them about some of the highlights of 2018 with the Shawnee Foundation and what's coming up next year um, and what we need to focus on. So really, I'm just going to let them take the lead on this podcast because there's so much that they can inform you about and the passion behind Everything that they do for the Shawnee Foundation is amazing, and I just want them to have an opportunity to give you um, all the information that you need uh, so you can really understand why I am so passionate about being a part of this organization. Um, Guys, welcome. Thank Thank you you for being here. for having us. Of course, of course. So, you know, I want to start off with kind of talking about what has been some of the highlights of 2018 with the Shawnee Foundation, and then we'll dig. Deeper about you know what the mission is with Shawnee and some of the things yeah. that we've started to develop this year. Um, so whoever wants to take the lead.
1: 2018 was a very very successful year in our in our minds. Uh, what what jumps to me um, first is is the blog and podcast. Um, that's mm. certainly getting that off the ground. It's been something that we wanted to get involved with and um, get uh, a different platform going to to our to our audience. And I think that it's very successful. Very very strong start. Um, We have a lot of things planned in the coming year to take that to the next level. Obviously, we want to cover a lot more different topics that uh, have come through our system over the years and uh, really focus on on helping families get through the entire journey and changing the entire narrative of our organization to meet more uh, program-related things other than camp. Um, We're still in the camp business, don't get me wrong, we're still all about kids, but we also want to We want to help the the adults that are dealing with um, pediatric cancer and also help the kids that are dealing with adult cancers a lot more than we have been in years past. So taking a a more holistic and whole-body approach and mental health uh, awareness, those are major components of this CARES initiative and major components of the blog and the podcast moving forward. So I think the, the start that we got off to in 2018 has been a very successful one. In 2018, we'll just... Uh, be another opportunity to take
2: it to the next level. So. yeah, and I think to piggyback off of what uh, what Robbie's just saying, you know, uh, a lot of things, even in terms of the people that were brought into you know our sort of camp family this year were it, it was a lot of new folks. you know we've had uh, you know the the camp's been around for thirty five years. So for us to see the growth that we've seen over the past couple of years in terms of new families getting involved, new supporters getting involved, people who had never heard about us and now are, are trying to use us as a as a resource when they need it the most, That's what... That's what we're about, you yeah. know. That's why programs like this exist. That's why, you know, truly, when you look at at Camp Reach for the Sky and you look at what we're doing at the foundation, the, we're patient service. I mean, that's that's the reality of it. We are patient service programs. We are doing things that are tackling the true emotional trauma that cancer is taking on a family, um, not just solely the person who's going through it, but the siblings, the parents, the grandparents, the community members, everyone. And it's looking at it from, you know, from a step behind and saying, okay, well, how can can we jump into things what are we going to be able to do so you know overall in terms of um, of what was brought in you know, this year to the foundation in terms of support, it was great to see a lot of new partners coming in and to see a lot more support coming into just specific, um, program funding and program support. That's, that's truly, you know, wonderful. And then to see people, you know, through uh, a lot of our third party, you know, classy pages and things like that, who were doing their own fundraising and, and coming up with third party events that they Mm -hmm. did in, in support of our kids and then finding out that, those systems actually had people who were either coming to camp or who decided to come to camp because they found out that you know who we are and what programs we were offering yeah. so for it to be and to be able to come full circle that way that's what we should be doing that's why we enjoy it and that's why it makes a big difference within the community as a whole
0: yeah awesome you know, uh, you guys brought up the CARES initiative, and I kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit more. What's been the feedback that you've been hearing in our community and, uh, you know, outside of our immediate community about what we're trying to do with the mental health side of cancer? What's some of the feedback you've been receiving?
1: I think for many years we've been dealing with a lot of, um, a lot of taboo topics from parents, um, specifically giving us, a, giving us feedback regarding their, their kids, um, recovering from cancer or even the siblings that they, they've had brother or sister, brother or sister go through cancer um, the cares initiative specifically speaking to the symposium how how <coughs> excuse me um, how helpful it was for those who attended and the immediate sort of feel from the audience was that it was much needed and it's something that we don't talk about um, enough in our population of, of pediatric cancer and even cancer as a community um, the the definite there definitely is more to it, I think, um, but I think we took some really strong steps towards making it what it is possible. Mm. <coughs> Excuse me, I have a cold today. Um, but uh, the symposium was something that we did in, in collaboration with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Um, it was also a, a second step from what we tried to do earlier in the year from a workshop with um, talking about. Uh, anxiety depression depression. depression.
0: yeah
1: um some things that couples might go through through uh diagnosis things like that the symposium took it to the next level and and provided a more structured approach to a full day of of information um we talked about we talked about uh what do we talk about nutrition nutrition education
2: education system yeah.
1: yeah (laughs)
0: You take a break. (laughs) Bernie, tell me a little bit about what you've been hearing in the community about that, because I know you've had um, contact with Sharp Hospital and Coleman and So And you've given them the feedback of what we're trying to do with the podcast, with the blog, and the symposium. So what's kind of the, what's their opinion? I think the biggest
2: thing is that it's a a needed resources. You know, it it allows us to help continuously sort of fill a gap. You know, there's, we talk a lot about what the true toll cancer takes on a family is. And there's so Mm. many different facets of it from uh, kids within their educational system, through their own, you know, aspirations, what they'd like to pursue, to, you know, what parents are dealing with with the PTSS and PTSD and the, the anxiety that comes with all the decisions that they need to make, from you know, from community members to people who, you know, we're having much more discussions now within our current era and realm of, of what the true impact is of, of psychosocial things. You know, where um, you know why mental health is so important. And we're just scratching the surface. We need to dive much deeper into this, because this is um, this is that point where it's 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 what uh, people are able to build off of to allow themselves to truly feel like they have some sort of sense of quality of life, right. and that is difficult because it means you have to go through a lot of difficult things to actually truly get down mm-hmm. to the um, to the bare bones of what's really going on and how you're going to move forward from that step. And within our population, uh, we take that very seriously. Yeah. Um, what they're going through is a very serious scenario. We don't take that lightly at all. So for us to continue to jump in and to know that The surrounding community understands why we're doing it and why it's so important. That's what we're looking for because that's what we're going to be able to continue to build off of is the fact that, hey, look, we've identified something that is of of mass importance here. Now we need to continuously pull partners together to continue to jump into this. Absolutely, um, I think uh, to just speak back to what
1: you were just saying, sorry for the coughing. I have two cough drops in my mouth now, so hopefully that will, <laughs> that will take care of the coffee.
0: Just don't spit but it out. But just in case oh, it
1: doesn't, that's... I apologize again. Um, but I think that the carers initiative specifically has uh, given families more knowledge, obviously, to look out for certain things. And this may be coming along your way. You know, We have families that have gone through the system, and this is what they've dealt with. Um, these certain families... Um, we're also given uh, definitions of what they're actually going through. I mean, a lot of families have trouble defining what they're actually feeling, and I think the Care's Initiative will help them define and uh, help them get the help that they need, the the support that they need. Um, that's that's specifically the, the the mental health component that we've um, taken put put more focus on within the Care's Initiative. Is certainly a lot of feedback has come back. Uh, from parents specifically talking about how I didn't know my child was in, was depressed, I didn't know my child was facing uh, issues of anxiety. Mm-hmm. So these sorts of definitions that we're giving them have certainly um, helped them help their kids. And yeah. I think that enough right there is enough to keep going. You know, and that that certainly is not is not a topic that I know is being talked, to, talked yeah, about yeah absolutely
0: so. it's really not um you know i think this is a good segue to kind of talk about what the mission statement of shawnee foundation is because i know uh there's been talks about it in the community of oh you guys just do camps and that's not true that's not right. what shawnee foundation is so kind of tell me a little bit about what the mission the mission statement is for Shawnee Foundation. Well, we're, what do you we're, want people to know? Yeah. Uh,
1: again, we are, the thing we do well is camp. Camp right. Reach for the Sky. Shawnee's Camp Reach for the Sky is what we are known for. We, Like Bernie said, we've been in existence since 1983 under the American Camp site previously, but here is where we've had a chance to expand our, our brand, our narrative. Uh, mm-hmm. So the thing that we do well is something that we're, we're expanding on. Um, Camp Reach for the Sky is no longer just an outdoor adventure for kids to be kids. It's an outdoor adventure for kids to be kids and look at their health along the way. Um, it helps them heal, whether they're in the middle of treatment itself or after, the, the, after treatment. We are giving them a try and giving them people to um, get them to the next stage of life. We're changing the narrative and being, being with them through the entire
2: journey of life, not just their cancer journey. Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of that has to do with the fact that we're long-term impact, you know. Uh, When people think of kids being diagnosed with cancer, they, in a lot of cases, they don't know what to think. It's very, you know, you get nervous, you get anxious, you don't know what to say, what you shouldn't say. You're you're trying to wrap your head around, you know, do I know anyone? Well, look, at the end of the day, um, cancer as a whole... The impact that it has, the the concentric circles of influence that it has on everyone who's being impacted by it, that's what happens with cancer. Mm-hmm. Everyone's having to deal with it in some sort of aspect. So how do we find ways to develop programs that allow us to jump in? We're not going to sweep anything on the rug. We're going to jump into it, and we're going to find ways in which we can allow kids to find their, to find their tribe, to find their right. people that understand what they're going through, whether they're the ones that are inpatient, whether they're the siblings, You know, whether it's the parents who are going through it, everyone needs that support system that, you know, that that backbone to help you get through when you're when you're reaching your lowest point to to help lift you up. And at the same time, to really tackle issues that they're going to see, you know, maybe it's five years down the road, 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road. Um, You know, we we understand and we know that that next day is not promised. So what is it that we're able to do today? Can we make today a good day? Mm-hmm. And then can we build off of that and see if we can make tomorrow a good day? Mm-hmm. And putting those pieces together allows us to continuously just sort of develop things that allow someone to to bring back that, you know, that, that sense of quote unquote normalcy that they feel that they've lost, but just to feel like themselves again for a bit, even if it's just for that little, you know, that 30 minute window, Mm -hmm. Hey, that makes a big difference. If we can bring those pieces back, um, you know, those little steps allow us to just, um, to feel, to feel okay within that moment and then, and then, you know, keep going on for the next one.
0: I think something I would add to it real quickly. Sorry, Robbie, it sounded like you were going to say something, but I, for me, it would be that you are not alone in this, that you don't have to deal with this on your own. Because I feel like once the cancer diagnosis comes in, a lot of families feel like they're alone and that they really don't have resources or they don't have their tribe. And, and I think the Shawnee Foundation really focuses on that. You are not alone. You don't have to deal with this by yourself. So, Robbie, go ahead. You were going to Yeah, no, that. I agree
1: with that completely. Uh, the, the fact, um, I mean, speaking... As a, as, a, as a former pediatric uh, oncology patient, I remember those, ta- those times when I was alone in the hospital, mm-hmm. um, and the only people that I talked to were pretty much doctors, nurses, or people related to me. Um, providing these kids and uh, these families with people that have gone through a similar experience instantly, gives them something to bond over. I mean, everybody's everybody's experience is going to be different, but right. there's a sense of knowing what you're going through from somebody who's experienced a similar sort of situation. Right,
0: there's some um, comfort in that.
1: The resource that camp provides for these kids is, is incredible. Um, I, I still have difficulties um, really defining what sort of support it provides these kids, but... It's like top-rated, it's top-level sort of support. I mean, the, the, my closest friends I've met at camp, um, my long-term you know, friends that have really made an impact, I mean, the, those are the people that I met through camp. Uh, we're really trying to, to focus more on that treatment side of it, that support system, and um, it really is a part of their treatment and you know, a lifelong of healing. And
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: camp is, you know, we're seeing that now, that the psychosocial impact that Camp Reach for the Sky is lifetimes. It's a lifetime of, of, of connection. It's a lifetime of tribes. It's a lifetime of, of support that will just be with you. Yeah. So we, we really are going to take a, a, a closer look at that in the coming year and really try to capitalize on what we're trying to do in the mental in the mental health sort of field and the healing of, of camp yeah. our programs or other programs.
0: Yeah. So think- what, tell me a little bit about what's coming up for 2019, what you guys are looking forward to. Um, you
2: know, so I think, you know, the, the, every time you get into a new year, there's just a, there's a lot of, you know, stuff that you get to wrap your head around the fact that, okay, this seems like it'll be exciting. And, uh, you know, where your pain points are going to be, you know, for us, it's always going to be, okay, well, how do we find the the funding and resources to make sure that Um. we're able to continuously do this so that families are able to do this for free? Um you know, to, to jump into a new year and where you have, you know, new things. I mean, we always get excited when it comes to the program side of just everything that the, (laughs) that the camp directors are thinking up idea wise of like what that week's going to look like and, and every facet of it. But then also even the other programs like cares and some of the other stuff of, okay, what are we going to jump into and tackle? And Robbie can obviously speak, you know, a lot more, you know, fluidly about that, but on the, on the, on the fundraising and friend raising side, you know, events are for us, you know, a lot of times people get caught up in the fact that, oh, there's a lot of events or a lot of things. Yeah, you know, true. But at the same time, sometimes it's just, a, it's just an escape. You know, right. when you look at things like our movie nights, I tell you what, I mean, who hasn't grown up in a childhood where they just really sometimes you just wanted to zone out and yeah. watch a movie and it yeah. ticked? all of the worries off of your mind for that brief amount of time. So to be able, you know, this in 2019, I think we're doing four of them. So, um, you know, we'll have one in April and then in July and, uh, September, which is obviously childhood cancer awareness month and December. But to be able to offer four opportunities like that is really cool because it just means that, it's just a way to actually go and enjoy a movie as a family or as an individual and take your mind off all the worries of that day, that week, that year, whatever the case may be, for a brief amount of time and just be surrounded by folks who uh, who want to have that same uh, sort of fun. And then, you know, January we're doing um, our Get Well Soon wellness uh, retreat, uh, January 26th, which is going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, as Robbie mentioned, we're really diving into a lot of just overall the the health wellness the the whole the self
0: side. yeah
2: and yeah. how you know what what role does that play in our in our day-to-day and, right. and what changes can we make and what do we do and what baby steps can we take to make sure that we're constantly thinking about our own just sort of Growth and um, and evolution as an individual, uh, mentally, you know, physically, spiritually, whatever the case may be, whatever is going to put us in our allow us to feel like our best self at that point. Right. Um, and then March actually, March 23rd will be our our uh, everything is possible celebration. Now, you know, this is the 11th annual one. This celebration really that's the that's the big event for us. That is the one where we raise the vast majority of our resources um, to pay for these camps. Mm -hmm. So it's critically important for us to make sure that, you know, allows us to, number one, just have a great time to have a party and bring all all the folks that we can bring in who just want to listen to some great music. uh, hear some phenomenal speakers from our population and, you know, community service awardees. This next year will be Phil Pace from Phil's Barbecue. People who want to make a difference in so many different ways and so many different facets. That's That's the magic of it because we're able to put all these different pieces together, be able to see it. And then understand that, hey, everything that's coming in here, this is going to go to paying for these camps and making sure that we're able to do this, not only this year, but next year and the year beyond. And then, you know, things like our golf tournament, which is May 20th. We have a um, a chef's fest, which will be coming back in September. That's you know, fun. This year was the first year that we did it, and it was a great way to just, you know, connect all these phenomenal chefs who were doing a great job of providing just – you know, food food, and family, those are two just sort of anchor things when it comes to anyone. Those are things mm-hmm. that you remember, you know, from the day you're born mm-hmm. of, of what sort of role it plays to you uh, within your lifetime. So to put it all together in sort of a, you know, in a chef showdown, it's a fun way for us to really tie in all the aspects of what goes on uh, within a family's world. And then our 5K, the Happy Camper 5K, um, that's – you know, that's, it's a great way to just go out, be active, be surrounded by the full camp population. I mean, usually we're, you know, we're almost 500 deep when it comes to that and we'd like to continue to grow that to a thousand plus mm-hmm. um, because it's it's really our way of of doing things like um, showing people that camp truly has our heart it's our way of getting everyone together in one specific area where we can all be uh, all be one and show all the different facets of why um, the programs are so impactful why this organization does such a great job and why this means so much to so many people yeah wonderful that's the beauty of this product you know everything that we raise at these events keep
1: our camp free yeah everybody comes to our camps completely free of charge and every penny that's raised is going
0: towards that
1: so uh yeah it doesn't go to pay for our staff our our ceo pays for all of our salaries and everything that we raise at these events go directly towards paying for our programs and that used to be just Camp Reach of the Sky, but these these uh these events have allowed us to expand to things like our junior council, like our
2: what's some other things. Well, it allowed our us to bring camps. back things like Teen Teen Winter Weekend, bring back family camp, to uh, to start Ryan Strong camp. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, by Bringing these resources in, it allows us to tackle the areas where we just see, you know, we talked about those areas before, those gap areas where our population is defining things that they're saying, hey, look, we're having trouble with this or this is what's going on. And the minute you start seeing those and they're red flags, well, you know, honestly, I like the fact that we're one of those groups where we'll jump into it. We may not have a concrete answer from the onset, but I tell you what, I'd rather have us try and figure out what we can do using the, the mind power that we have within, you know, our base of volunteers and parents and families and you know yeah. clinical psychologists and med staff and people who have been through it and who are going through it to sit there and say, Hey, let's collectively let's do some good. Let's figure out how we can make an impact within this realm. And so by doing these types of events and by going after program funding, you know, we need to fund these programs. If people want to go out they want to support a specific program, you know, you want to go out and fund oncology camp, hey, we're all for it. Yeah. Um, you want to help put scholarships together, we're, we're open. Anything that's going to help our population, uh, you know, be their best selves and live their best lives with what they're going through, that's, that's what we're about.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think um... – just to add on to that, with the CARES Initiative, we're trying to do more workshops for next year and um, to probably try to do a couple of symposiums. As one of the things that came up in the previous symposium was how important it is for the teenagers and the young adults to be Im- involved in this conversation um, and to really be able to talk to them about what it's like to go on with the rest of your life, having had childhood cancer, or even if you were diagnosed with adult cancer. So. Um, those are some of the things that we're really looking forward to the mental health side of uh, you know what Shawnee Foundation is really creating in the community. It's a great
1: segue to our our first session of the camp year is going to be a teen winter weekend in February ages 13 to 17 we really focus on life after cancer life after high school giving kids an idea of what they want to do professionally and Mm -hmm. giving them a sort of a heads up hey you're going to have to grow up at some point you're going to have to move out of your parents house and they're not going to Wash your clothes all the time and feed you dinner. Mm-hmm. You're going to actually have to be an adult at some point, right? right? So the Teen Winter Weekend is sort of a segue into helping them reach that AYA population, the adolescent youth. What is it? Ad- <laughs> adolescent youth uh, adults, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> population, which is loosely defined as twenty or uh, twenty to forty. Um, and that has been changing as I, as I understand it. But really, that is the group that has been struggling. Um, we found that kids who have been too old to be camp, camp, campers anymore have really sort of lost their way. Um, they get used to one sort of way of living um, in their mom's, or mom and dad's house and uh, going to and from the hospitals and just uh, a structured life surrounded by cancer and getting treatment and going to and from the hospital getting treatment, going back, recovering at home, and then going back to the hospital again. It's a very stagnant and sort of structured way that you really don't have anything else to think about and really have nothing to look forward to. Right. So we try to uh, implement a program at the Teen Winter Weekend to get them thinking about what what it means to be an adult, what it means to be a contributor to society after cancer treatments or after diagnosis of your are sibling, because um, really, these kids don't have much to focus on beyond them. Um, Giving them an idea of what they're good at Mm -hmm. and maybe exploring some employment opportunities for them. Um, You know, you're good at math. Hey, maybe you should be an engineer. You know, that that has come up in the past. Or even talking kids out of joining the military. That has come up uh, (laughs) past a team weekend. You know, uh, things like just getting them to think about certain things. And then we run them through... Uh, mock interviews during the weekend and just give them an idea of what sort of questions and answers are on the table. Yeah. So it really is a great uh, session and it's only two and a half days up in Julian. Um, and we're, They arrive on a Friday, depart on Sunday and it's just a heads up on what what it's like to be a college student, what it's like to apply for scholarships is also something that comes up. Um, really try to, to integrate them in, back into the quote unquote normal world. Right. and Getting them to think as they thought before the cancer
2: diagnosis.
0: Cancer yeah, help them and grow everything. their mindset. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. and
2: really to kickstart those aspirations again. You know, they had mm-hmm. these aspirations before they got the diagnosis. The diagnosis comes through, and really the whole family gets put into a holding
0: pattern. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So parents yeah. are trying to keep their heads above water. Kids are trying to figure out what's going on. You know, everything's changed. So programs like this allow you to just, you know, restart that engine and say, okay, well, yeah. let's let's take a step back. and Let's get back to where, you know, where we were. What is it that you want to do? What are your interests? okay. Well, now let us go kick some doors open and figure out if we can help you find people that want to be mentors, if we can find you an internship, scholarships, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's not necessarily anything built around, you know, whether you want to go to a uh, four-year junior college uh, vocational program, we want the kids to make sure that they're constantly just learning, you know, finding things that they have an interest in and, and, and having things that they can focus on that are positive, that aren't cancer. So that it, yeah. it's wrapping their heads around the fact that, hey, you're not defined by cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it that you want to do? Let's figure out what how we can help. And, you know, one of my favorite parts is when we, as all counselors, talk to them about what our backgrounds were. I mean, I used to work at SeaWorld and Sioux Plantation. Mm-hmm. And when you're able to have conversations with kids like that, they realize, oh, man, well, you used to be, you know, just where I was. Yeah, because... Childhood is childhood. Yeah. I mean, that's really the you know the basics of it. So that that part doesn't necessarily change. It's figuring out these other facets that get thrown in. But look, there are a lot of ways in which we're able to to go through and just say, hey, look, you know, we've been there to a certain extent. Let's let's see what we want to do today.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for all this information. You know, as we wrap up, I wonder you know what you if someone is listening to this podcast who hasn't really been affected by cancer doesn't know anyone you know I hope they continue not to know anyone in their family that's been diagnosed Uh, but what do you want them to know about our community and how can they support us and why should they support us
1: so our organization is is a little different in the sense that we um, have focused on the kids of today and we uh, have really tried to to focus on kids who are dealing with cancer today. And if you get involved with the organization, you're going to make an immediate um, difference and an immediate impact in kids who are dealing with cancer today. Um, not to say that there's anything wrong with investing in, in research and long-term studies, etc., but really we're worried about the kids who are struggling today. The real life. Real lifestyle. Yeah. Um, no. You give us a dollar a day, it's going to go to camp today, and it's going to help us run these things, and we're doing them. We're completely volunteer-driven, and we have approximately 200 active volunteers associated with all of our programs, and they are the people that make the magic happen. Mm-hmm. Um, without the donor dollar, we would be forced to close our doors, and that's the brutal truth. So we need people to help us get by in getting involved and helping us make that direct impact. We have a lot of families and a lot of kids and even a lot of volunteers that are counting on us to continue this thing. And without support, we obviously need to change some things. Um, coming in April, we have uh, our, our first family camp. Now, there's a lot of, of adults out there with cancer, obviously, and a lot of kids who have parents with cancer. This is the, this is the uh, session that we address about those issues. Um, we wish in, in, the, in the near future we'd be able to open more family camps and help more kids with um, parents who have cancer. But it's going to take more money, and that's really what's holding us back. Um, there's many ways people can get involved, but know that there are, I know that there's over 2 million nonprofits in the nation, mm-hmm. and there's something like 10,000 in San Diego alone and 50,000 in uh, Southern California alone. So there's a lot of options out there. But this one, this is making d- immediate
2: impact, and your dollar goes a long way.
0: Yeah, thank you. Anything else you need to add? Uh,
2: no, I mean, you know, if you're the new person who's never been exposed to us, Come check it out. Yeah, you know, Talk to us. Send us an email. Give us a call. We're, we're like family here. We consider everyone family. You know, we've been through you know, a lot of things where we've seen a lot. And so I think it's one of those things where you're going to run into someone, whether you know it or not, that somehow has been impacted by cancer as a whole. Sure. Don't focus on the fact whether it's pediatric, adult, whatever the case may be. Um, at some point, someone's going to be going through a rough go just trying to figure out what this new reality is. Yeah. And, you know, the feelings of isolation, alienation that automatically come with it, well, we as a society and as a community have to find out ways to, to battle that. Absolutely. We have to collectively come together and say, hey, you know, what do you need? Even if you're not, if you, if you don't know what you need, that's okay. Sometimes it's just the ass. Sometimes it's just checking in on someone. And as Robbie noted, hey, when it comes to the resources to, to put these things together... That's, that's our day-to-day of trying to figure out, hey, we need to make sure that for the next 35 years, these programs are here, that they're a mainstay, not only for San Diego, but for the region, for the nation, so that people realize, hey, there, there's someone fighting for you. Yeah. Uh, when you. When you need that, we're, we're here for you. Um, and so we want all the community members who, uh, who listen to this, who want to get involved, and who want to do stuff to just know that's, that's the whole point of it. Um, you're going to run into someone who's going through this, and sometimes you'll know, sometimes they'll voice it, sometimes they won't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just know that having programs like this is critical uh, to them being able to really, um, it's, it's part of treatment. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. these, these programs makes a di- make a difference, camp makes a difference, um, really and so care. do you. And I am your dollar. <laughs> we're, go, we're running through all of the campaigns that we've gone through in the past, but uh, you know
1: that, that that really that campaign spoke to me uh, directly. The, the dollar, the investment uh, that people make into this organization. You know, I, I was a, a camp, camp a camper and then a volunteer, and now I help uh, facilitate programs. But really, none of it would have been possible without that first dollar. Um, you know, I think the beauty of this project or the beauty of this program or this entire setup, again, is that all of the money that we raise at our events goes directly into our programs. Of course, we want other people and we're looking for other ways to, to raise that money. So if you know somebody out there with a the $2 million blank check, please send them <laughs> our way. But at the end of the day, we've tried to, we've tried to mm-hmm. price all of our events so that everybody can participate right. and know that their dollar is going directly towards these, these programs and these kids. So we try to try, try to streamline and try to help uh, get people in our doors as much as possible. So anyways, any way out there that you guys can point people in our direction, we definitely want to educate them and try to get them into our organization and get involved because Absolutely. they definitely make a direct impact. And just like Brady said, our camps make a difference, and we need your help to make that difference for sure.
0: Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Like they were saying, this organization, this podcast, and just – Everything about life is about being able to support each other, being able to uh, be there for each other when things change in your life. And change happens often in life. And we just need to be able to equip ourselves with enough power and enough love and support around us in order to be able to battle whatever comes towards us. So really, the Shawnee Foundation... Uh, the CARES initiative, is really that is just to help us through humanity, through love and support and connection. And that's, at the end of the day, that's all that matters, is that we can be going through hell and back, but as long as we know there's someone there to support us, we're going to get through it no matter what. So that's exactly what we want to happen through these these conversations. And uh, hopefully you guys can contact us. You can find both of us, Shawnee Foundation, on Instagram at Shawnee Foundation and myself at Mead Kahila. Send us a message. Go on our website. Just kind of look around and see what you think of us and come in and talk to us. Like Bernie said, that's how I got involved. Literally, you cannot say no to Bernie or Robbie bernie get you. bernie met me and was like oh you're a therapist oh you've gone through cancer you've been a caregiver cool you're gonna help us out so that's how i got involved with shawnee <laughs> literally that's all there was to it so we're not kidding when we say we are like family here and the love that's shared the dedication uh, that is given to every single person that's a part of this organization is unmatched So thank you for being a part of this conversation and we look forward to seeing you or talking with you on our next podcast.